Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Hello, hello, my friend, and a big warm welcome to another episode on the show. I'm so excited because today I want to give you a little sneak peek into my family life and what it's been like to have a coach as a mom. I'm going to share some really cute, funny stories with you from my children, but also a lot of really valuable lessons about what it's like to coach and be coached. Now, first off, I do want to clarify what I mean by coaching. So there's a lot of confusion in our industry what exactly a coach does. A lot of people launch an online course, but call themselves coach. Now, I want to make it very clear. Coaching is a practice of asking deep questions to help you uncover the answers to yourself. Coaching is not, let me teach you five steps to do X, Y, and Z. Coaching is about asking questions and guiding people to the solution themselves. Now, that said, there's also mentorship. And mentorship is teaching from its experience. So if I've gone through a challenge, let's say losing childcare, and then how do I run my business when I'm 24-7 mommying? And then my client lost childcare, shout out to her. She came to the mastermind. She was like, Virginia, I just lost my nanny. Like, oh my God, how am I still going to do this business thing? How can I still make money? And she had a 15K a week that week. So it was still working because I had just gone through it and I could mentor her. I could teach her from my experience Here is how you can handle this. Here is what we can do. So those are very, very important differentiation. Now, when you're parenting, you do a combination of all three of them. Sometimes you teach them, look, this is an owl. Look, this is a tractor. And the owl does shoo-hoo-hoo. And the cat does meow. That is teaching. And then sometimes you teach from experience. You mentor. So for example, when you tell your kids that you know what's going to happen because you've gone through this. So if your kid goes through some experience, I don't know, their best friend told them, I don't want to be your friend anymore, then you can mentor from experience what it was like when this happened to you and how they could move forward from from there. Now, when you coach, then you're asking questions and let the kids, let your friends, let your spouse discover the answers yourself. Now, (laughs) I have a couple of modalities that I really love to use. So let me share this one, which I have learned from one of my clients. Her name is Rose, and you can find her on Instagram at lovethewayyourparent. And that is asking your kids 
let's say they want to pull up their zipper and they're like, oh, mommy, can you come help me and like help me with the zipper? And they're like crying. And instead of just running to their rescue, you could ask them something like, hmm, show me what happens when you try. And that way you instill more of a like confidence in them. They actually have the chance to build their confidence because it's not about show me that you get it right, but show me that you try and then let's see what happens. It instills a growth mindset. Let's try and see what happens is such a healthy mindset for facing any kind of problem in the future of their life. And they may surprise themselves with all the things that they can actually already do. So in the case of my kid, so I've got baby E and I've got the big kid. The big kid is three, close to four years old. Baby E just turned two last week. I realize I need a new name, but she's just my baby. So it's probably going to be with baby E. So the big kid came with his zipper jacket and he was like, mommy, 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 can you close the zipper, please? And I was like, show me what happens when you try. And if I had just told him, you're big, you can do this yourself, then he'd, he would have just cried. I know that already. We've been there. But when I started coaching him, he was like, well, I wonder what happens if I try. So he started fumbling around with the zipper, trying to insert it into the base of the zipper. That was really hard. So I was like, oh, it looks like that zipper is really hard to put in at the bottom. Would you like my help putting it in in the bottom? And he looked at me and was like, yeah. So I put it in in the bottom and I'm like, show me what happens next. Let's see what happens next. Show me what happens. And he pulled it all the way up himself and he closed his jacket by himself. And he was so proud, proudly, like he went off to show it to his grandma and his grandpa. He was so excited about it. And the next time he came, he was like, mommy, I've already tried to put the bottom in myself and it, it's not working. Can you help me with that? And then I can pull it up myself. And he was beaming from one ear to the other with the biggest smile you can imagine. So this is something that I want to encourage you to bring into your kids, if you're a mom, to bring into your kids' world to simply ask them, like, show me what happens if you try. You'll help them build so much confidence and you really instill that growth mindset. The same is true, for example, I've started doing the same thing with my mom. So my mom is currently learning how to use her her, her MacBook and she's doing so well. She's already mastered so many things. She can online shop, she can use Amazon, PayPal, and she uses Google and so on and so forth. But occasionally she runs in issues like there was a software update or I don't know, suddenly her emails disappeared. And instead of just rescuing her and sitting down and being like, oh, mom, let me show you how to do this. I asked her, okay, I see what happened. And I know what you want to fix. Show me what happens if you try fixing it. And I witnessed her and I was there to support her, calm her nerves and be there with her. And turns out she was perfectly capable to fix it herself. And she felt so confident afterwards. She was so proud. She was like, oh, look, I didn't grow up with technology, but look what I accomplished myself. And it was just such a beautiful reflection of what happens when you actually start coaching the people in your life rather than just telling them what to do or rescuing them or answering their questions. 
another practice that I have really instilled in my family, and this is something that really comes from what I work with with my clients. So a lot of the times my clients will come and they will tell me something like, I've trained my audience to only buy my offer if I do a launch event. Like, we need to fix this. And I'm like, okay, well, what's your proof that that actually is true? Like, what's your proof that your audience only buys with a launch event? Well, I, and then my client answered, she was like, well, I haven't made a single sale in like seven days since I did that masterclass. <laughs> and I said, okay, but what's the proof that they need a masterclass for that? Is it that maybe you haven't pitched on your stories? Maybe your content changed? Maybe your energy changed? Like, take a look at your archive and like, tell me what changed. And she did that. She went back, came back. She was like, so I realized there was a big change in my content. Like, I was really tired. I barely posted. I never really pitched on stories. Never invited people. The link was just in my bio. So I guess that's why I didn't make any sales. So challenging people when they say something and you can hear some kind of like limiting belief or presumption or projection happening to simply challenge them and ask them like, what makes you think that? What's your proof? How do you know this is true? So, for example, my niece came home crying to my uncle's house, and I was there at that moment. And she was crying really hard. She's 11 years old, so so preteen age, and she was crying really, really hard. And I was like, honey, what's going on? And she told me that her best friend is must be super mad at her. And I was like, what makes you think that? Like, what, what happened? What did you do? She was like, I don't know what I did, but she must be super mad. And she's probably never want to be her friend again. And I asked her, I'm like, well, but why? Like, what makes you think that? And she, without hesitation, she was like, she hasn't replied to me in three days. She's sick at home. So, like, what else could she be doing than other, other than being on her phone? Like, she's not replying to me. She's ignoring me. So, obviously, she no longer wants to be my friend. And I coached her on that question. I'm like, okay, well, what other reason could there be besides her being mad at you? Why would she maybe not be on her phone? And she was like, well, maybe her phone is broken. Or maybe her mom took it away. And she came up with a bunch of reasons other than the one that her subconscious directly jumped to, which means you're bad, you're going to be abandoned because your friend is not replying. That means they were mad at you, so you suck. And by coming up with all these other reasons, I asked her, So why are you so sure your friend is mad at you when you see all these other options? Why maybe she's not replying to you right now? And then she thought about it. She was like, I don't think I have proof. Like, she's never said anything. Okay, well, what can I do? She asked for a solution then. So we shifted from a problem focus to a solution focus. She was like, well, how can I find out if she's mad? I'm like well, do you have the number of, like, her mom's number? Can you maybe call there and simply say, like, I'm worried about my friend? And she's not replying, so I was wondering if she's okay. So together we called the mom, and the mom just laughed and was like, yeah, the daughter dropped her phone (laughs) into the toilet, and it was completely broken, and they haven't gotten a new one yet. So there she had the proof that 
no, she was not going to be abandoned. Her friend wasn't isn't mad at her. She just didn't have a functioning phone. So this was such a big lesson for her to not trust every thought that crosses her mind, but actually investigate whether that's really true. And after that, we had a really deep conversation about this whole topic. And I told her, as she's becoming grown and an adult, she will need to investigate her thoughts and not always believe every single thing that she's thinking, because a lot of the time our mind creates a lot of drama where there's actually none. And that was such a big relief for her. And a couple of weeks later, when I was visiting again, she came over. She was like, so the other day, my mind created drama again. But then I remembered what we were doing last time, and I handled it. And turns out, it was only drama, and everything was fine. And that was so exciting for me to see. So bringing in the way I coach my clients into my family life and with my friends has made the biggest difference. It has strengthened our relationships. I could actually set my kids up for things that I think will be really beneficial. A growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Instead of saying, mom, I can't do that challenging them, inviting them to explore what happens if they try, right? To instill in them that making a mistake or making having a problem or something not working isn't the end of the world, especially for the big kid, because he's super close to shame. He wants to do everything right so much. And he's just, he's trying so hard to be a big grown kid. He's the sweetest kid you could possibly imagine. And I have zero shame saying that. He is the most phenomenal kid. And for him, it really always feels like this big, big thing when something happens that isn't supposed to happen in his eyes. So really coaching him has gifted him with much more peace of mind, and it has gifted me with the most cute, adorable moments on the planet. So one of the things, for example, I mean, let me give you one more anecdote. One of the things that's really hard for him is when he does something wrong, he breaks something. He gets really upset and he'll start crying because he's really upset about having made a mistake. And I'm trying really hard to show him that making mistakes is okay. It's safe to make a mistake. You're still being loved. This is something that I actually recognized in a hypnosis session with my mindset coach as well, that when I was little, there was not a lot of like affirmation that making a mistake is okay. Like I remember so clearly writing an A minus in math. And instead of just signing the paper, my parents wrote underneath like, so sad, like, because it was almost perfect, right? And then I I did all these exercises perfectly. And then I just made this like tiny little silly mistake. And it's true, like, it was so sad. It was almost perfect. And also, you're still being loved. So in a hypnosis session, I realized my inner child really wanted to hear, you've made a mistake, and I still love you. And you're still a great kid, and everything's going to be okay. Because I, too, have that perfectionist tendency of, like, I want to do everything right. I want to, like, I want to do good. So with my son, when he dropped, he dropped one of his favorite cups and it shattered into a couple different pieces. No way we could fix it. And he was so upset. He was crying. So I went down to him. I gave him a big hug. He was so upset, still crying. I was like, honey, 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 let's take a deep breath. I also did some breath work exercises with him. I can share those maybe in a second. Let's take a deep breath. Okay. So I helped him regulate, helped him calm down. I'm like, you dropped your cup and it broke. 
And you know what? That happens to everyone. You're still such a great kid. I love you to pieces. Would you like my help to clean it up? And then he, like, <laughs> did a big sigh. And then we cleaned it up together, and he was okay. Now, what happened a couple of days later, I wanted to take out a salad bowl, and it slipped my hands because it was wet. And I dropped it, and it shattered into a million different little pieces. And I was so upset with myself. I'm like, come on. What? I broke my salad bowl, and now I have to clean up this mess? Oh, man. And my little three-year-old, almost four-year-old, came over, and he was like, Mommy, you're still a great mom, and I love you. Everyone makes a mistake sometimes. Do you want my help cleaning it up? Oh, my God. I could cry just reciting that. I have cried every time I recited that. So <sighs> this is incredible. Like, coaching has made me a much better mom. My skill now to really be mindful with the words that I use for my kids. The experiences I've made through NLP, through being coached by my, by my coaches, through meaning investigations, timeline healing, hypnosis sessions, and also things that I learned from my clients. Again, shout out to Rose and shout out to Myla. Myla is at joyful.parents. What I've learned and what I get to pass on to my kids it's healing. It's healing some generational patterns. It is so good for both of our souls, all of our souls. I get to really connect with them deeply. I get to instill unshakable confidence in them. That's something I learned from Rose. I learned how to handle tantrums, which before would make me really freak out because there was no such thing as like complaining or tantruming in my household. When I grew up, when I was a kid, I learned that you don't cry in front of other people so you suck it up and then when we crossed the street opened the front door and my grandma moved me inside I was like three year old or something I suddenly started crying she was like why are you crying and I said because I couldn't in the store and I'm really upset right so I don't have to pass on these patterns to my children and being a coach and the experience of coaching really made me a much better mom and the kind of mom that I really want to be, where there is deep loving connection between my kids and me. And that just feels so, so, so good. So the things, the work that I do a lot of the times with my clients of like, let's build confidence. Let's investigate the stories that your mind creates. Let's heal the things that hurt you when you were a kid so that now you can move on and do something big. All of that stuff I can already apply with my kids and my friends and my family now. And I just like the kind of person I have become through this. And I continue to become through coaching. So a couple of things that I'm super, super excited about. And this is also a big difference why being in a group program that's led by a coach is not the same thing as actually having a one-on-one -on -one coach, right? You can't ask these kinds of questions and take like a 45-minute deep dive into your childhood or into the meaning that you have to attach to things in a group setting. That's just not possible. But in a mastermind or in a one-on-one -on -one setting, it is. So just wanted to like bring this in in as well. So a couple of things that I'm really, really excited about. And if you want to be a coach and you want to create these incredible transformations for your clients as well, or maybe integrate these practices 
with your friends and family and your kids as well. Things to look at is there are coaching certifications that will teach you a host of different mentalities and will show you what to pay attention to, how to use the power of your language, and really understand when people attach meaning or create stories or make projections, because that doesn't serve them. NLP is a fantastic modality. So it's called Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it really helps you understand the power of your language because your language shapes your thoughts and your thoughts shape your reality. Knowing how to use your language to have a deep effect on the people you communicate with and to is going to change the game. Oh my God, my baby E is what what, what my lad calls a spicy kid. She has all the emotions and all the emotions at once. She also really wants to be big and a simple change in my language, helped me avoid so much tantruming. So instead of asking her when I see a struggle, asking her, do you need help? Need as in, you can't do it alone, right? I'm implying that. Do you need help? And then I'm going to get the most (laughs) movie-worthy, blockbuster-worthy tantrum where she'd throw herself on the floor, kicking and screaming and, and, and screeching like, no! Versus if I ask her, would you like my help? As in, you don't necessarily need it. Would you like it? Would you enjoy it? Then then I usually get a, yeah, okay, (laughs) from her. So those are all things that, that you could look at. So coaching certifications, actually learning how to ask great questions, learning NLP, all of these things are going to change the relationships that you have in your immediate environment, but also the transformations that you can facilitate for your clients. What an episode. I want to chit chat a little bit and give you one more sneak peek of things. One of the side projects that's really just a passion project of mine is, you know, I used to be a fashion designer and I love to illustrate. And one of the passion projects of mine is to consolidate the lessons that I've learned raising my kids, the practices that I use to coach them or to help them develop really healthy coping mechanisms, is I'm drawing a picture book. And let me give you just a quick example. I'm drawing a picture book with the intention of equipping small kids age two till seven, eight, maybe, with healthy coping mechanisms and strategies. So for example, breath work. When you're really upset, it's a really great idea to breathe, right? So deep, big belly breaths and long exhales. My son used to get super upset when, when, for example, he broke something or someone broke his Lego. And what we have in uh, created is the routine of like, show me how the dragon spits fire, because he was really into dragons for a while. So I will put my hand right in front of his face and I'm like, show me how the dragon spits fire. And he takes a deep inhale and he goes like, <sighs> and we, I'm like, whoa, that was a huge flame. That's incredible. Can you make an even bigger flame? Oh my gosh, my hand is burning down. And this is how we resolve a lot of like tension and upset just for the healthy practice of breath work. Now, the other day, my baby E was getting really upset 
And my little three-year-old, almost four-year-old, went there and he was like, Baby E, show me how to fire Spitz Dragon. And he was coaching her on the breath work. Now, one of the big visions I have for my brand long term is, I mean, I'm, I'm writing multiple books already and I'm in the process of writing them. Let me know if you want sneak peeks. I will add you to the close friends list and that's where I share sneak peeks of my book writing. But one of the things that I also would love is to create that picture book series of like simple techniques to handle big emotions, what to do when you hurt yourself, breath work to handle anger. So instead of tantruming, he gets to spit fire like a dragon and just visually that would be so fun. And that's one of the things that I am doing in my free time just to have fun, relax, not work. This is what I do at the end of the day, doodling on my iPad, but also working towards something that I think would be such a fun and amazing project to bring into the world. I have no idea when that's going to come into life. I think it may come to life through a Kickstarter campaign because it's a product business and we all know product businesses and liquidity, right? And yeah, let me know if you want to know more of these kind of fun side projects of mine. I'm a manifesting generator. I've got like 17 projects going on at once and I freaking love it. It really helps with my creativity and my output and my energy. So yeah, I got a lot of side projects to share. And also let me know if you want me to share more on Instagram about the books I'm writing. I'd be so happy to. Or if I should even dedicate an entire podcast episode to this. Sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode. Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.